0: was just bullshitting and you know this man welcome to black irish podcast Welcome to an all-new and final episode of the Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brendan McCorkle. Uh, Due to some unforeseen circumstances, this will be the last episode we have. Um, I say we collectively because somebody's got to listen. It's been a fun ride. Thank you all. uh, This episode, if you care to uh, hang on and listen to it, Um, just going to kind of go in and out of how we started, how we're ending, a little bit of the... Right along the way, and what's to come. So, be my guest. Welcome. Um, yeah. So, this is unfortunately the. Uh, it's a little bit bittersweet. The last episode here. Um, I think it's a good thing in the sense of, for me personally, anyway. But you know, sometimes only the only good things in situations is you have to look to the personal stuff. Um, I can focus more on my comedy. Which is something that I haven't been doing. I've been stressing about this a lot. Um, how it's going? Getting sponsors, you know, producing good content, not being satisfied with kind of the way things were going, you know. And I think that kind of is a telltale sign of where we are at now. Um, but it's it's bittersweet because it's something that I really love doing with one of my best buds. And I have had in the last two years, so we started, uh, the first week of January 7th of 2021 was our first episode, the day after the fucking storming of the Capitol. And also we had recorded like two weeks before cause I had never done anything of this nature before. Nothing. Never spoken publicly, recorded anything, done any audio, video editing of any kind. Um, So I was like, dude, I need two weeks. Like, we need to. We did test recordings. I did test recordings with my son into the other room because it was during the pandemic. We started this thing during the pandemic, so uh, it was like, go in the other room, and we'll see if the Zoom camera works and stuff. We'll record. So he helped get this thing kind of beta tested, and um, it was nice. It was good to just take a wild swing at something that just. At the time, I thought I had no business doing, and for a long time, it kept me from doing anything of this nature, because I just felt like I just didn't have any, but that's not for me. That's for other people, you know? I don't know if it's an insecurity thing, or just like a, you know, those opportunities are for the people that are, that are trying to do that. Like, I always feel bad being a casual participant in things, because I feel like there's always somebody that wants to do it more, so... You know stay out of the way but I also just never allowed myself the opportunity to try something that I cared about I just kind of got in this cycle of working when I was really young and I was like yeah I don't need to go to college I wish I did sounds like the most fun in the history of the world but I just worked instead And not for, like, great money. It was just money. And I just got in that cycle very, very young. And so working in construction mainly for a very long time or an adjacent form of construction, um, whether it be installing appliances or working in the office at a concrete company or, you know, whatever, whatever... kind of things i was doing i I worked as a glazer in glass with the maestro my dad for a long time and so that was the bones that's where i came up in construction was with glass the most precise thing you have to be you know you can't (laughs) you can't mess up glass it's it's one and done so um i learned to be very detailed very early now i didn't apply that in my personal life at all (laughs) i was just like okay when you're at work turn this thing on and so i did and i was able to do that but then i never wanted to do it when i got home so i didn't but i never thought about applying that to something that i wanted to do it just got stuck in the cycle of making money and leveling up in life it's like level up to what that's not a rhetorical question level up to what Because I, I don't know. I, I know that I'm weird in the sense that I don't care about a lot of things that other people care about. And that's fine. Because a lot of people care about stuff that I don't do Doesn't mean we can't all get along and have fun in the same room. But that's what makes conversations interesting. I don't want to talk to somebody just like me. It's boring. I already know what you're going to say. Because I was about to say it. So we're done here. But I never thought about applying that, that work ethic to something that... I wanted to do cuz I never even allowed myself the opportunity to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I so I was so lost with who I am when I was like trying to quit drinking a few times. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't really trying to quit drinking until I did. And I made the decision. I was just trying to stave it off long enough to where I could figure out a way to do it again. <laughs> Which what, you know, I was I made different commitments throughout the years of different months or weeks or whatever and You know, I adhere to them sometimes. Sometimes I didn't. Uh, But I always went back to it until I just decided I didn't want to do it for me. Um, So that to be said, when I was in those phases, I was trying to figure out something to do instead, like pick up a hobby. And I couldn't think of anything. That's how much I didn't know myself. I just, I knew how to go to work and I knew how to... Chill the fuck out. That's all I knew how to do. Or that's uh, that's not true. That's all I was willing to do because I was just... That was the cycle I was in for so long. I was always the one that had was working the hardest, if not as hard as the hardest other working person, because I'm not going to put it past... There's some guys that I, you know, shared homes with that were busting their balls too. Um... But I was never outworked. I'll tell you that. I mean, on certain days, sure. (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how many days I work through with alcohol poisoning. When people go to the hospital and I'm like, I know for a fact that I have alcohol poisoning right now. And I'm pretty sure that a couple of people here know too. But I'm here and I'm working and I'm doing my job. You know, my ceiling's just low today. But I would always work to my ceiling. And... (laughs) I just have finally decided to do it for myself. I made a lot of other people a lot of money. And not because I'm the best, just because I'm creative and I work hard. That's it. Most people are just unwilling to work hard. I've noticed that. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so confident in my pursuit of comedy, especially. This was a wonderful thing to attempt. It's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever experienced in my life incredibly organic right off the bat Um, a lot of fun I mean I'm telling you some of my greatest days that I've had in the past two years were recording this podcast or I mean it was extremely rare but listening back to a certain part and me laughing about something I, I missed that Mike said or something like some of the best days were because of this so I think if I apply that passion with the formula of, you know, you may have something here. You got to have some kind of talent and I try and be humble and confident at the same time. But I just, I compare myself to myself. And there's certain things that I write down that I chuckle and I'm like, okay, you're doing the right thing. So now if we can complete the trifecta and apply that same work ethic, then, you know. I can only get in my own way. And I have a little saying that uh, you know when opportunity knocks, I'm gonna politely kick the fucking door in. So I've no I also don't have a problem being patient. It's one of my <laughs> I'm not a revenge person, but I can be vengeful. A little insight into the maniac mind of Brendan. One of the reasons why <laughs> my divorce, my poor Soon to be ex-wife is just like, can't trust anything I say because I, I, I've i been honest with her about the things that I think about other people. And it's like, yeah, this person treated me like shit like a really long time ago and just was always a dick and never really was nice to me. And then an opportunity arises way later and I'm like, see, I didn't even have to do anything and this thing comes up. Now it's my decision whether to push the button or not. And I'm be honest, sometimes I push the button. It's very rare. But usually I just, I take some happiness and some solace in the fact that, like, I could ruin your shit right now if I wanted to. But I'm too nice of a guy. But there's been some, I've told this story on this podcast before, where I'm like, don't fuck with my privacy. Like, I just, I was something I grew up, like, maestro is very private, and I don't know why, that was just something that I'm like, hey, your stuff is your stuff. Secrets are secrets, and just leave it, man. Like, nobody needs to be a gossip. It's not cool. You can't be a friend if you're a gossip. That's not cool. Keep your shit to yourself. So, (laughs) I was working for a general contractor as a project engineer, me and this dude got hired on same time. Some time goes by, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe two years, they hire another set of project engineers. So they're kind of training under us, whatever. So we're all in this, like, I don't know, room, you want to call it. It wasn't like a war room, but it was set up that way. So we're all in the same office. There's like four of us in there. And so I go to the bathroom or something like this or lunch, and my other dude, project engineer... He jumps on my computer and emails um, one of the project managers, not even mine, just one of the project managers in the office, like, hey, come meet me in the bathroom, something super generic and lame, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't know if that's because you're slightly foreign or slightly stupid, but very good guy, (laughs) very good guy, I like him. (laughs) So anyway, this idiot idiot. Like, he doesn't even know how to prank well. That was the thing that bothered me. I'm telling you. It's like, if you're going to prank me, okay, gotcha. But if you don't do it well, I'm going to eviscerate you. So he deleted the sent email. But what this ding-dong didn't do was delete it out of the deleted folder. Durr. So I go in there like 45 minutes later on my computer, and I go to retrieve something I accidentally deleted. And I'm like, I didn't send this guy, an email, and I open it, and I'm like, okay, all right, have a good day, senor, so I go about the rest of my day, ha ha ha, that night, I go home, and I post an ad on Craigslist, with this guy's cell phone number, and a very... It was almost madly be the way that it was like it was posted for moving but it was like moving heavy men's equipment with my mouth and like things of that nature like because it was Craigslist so you had to have sexual innuendos but you couldn't come out and like solicit prostitution and so needless to say um I didn't say anything. I told one person in the office because it's all to me a gag like the thing I loved about Andy Kaufman was He had one person with him always that was in on the joke. Even if it wasn't that, like, he had to laugh with just one person. And sometimes that was the joke, was that nobody else is allowed to joke about this. It's only funny to us. And so I told one other guy in the office, I was like, he fucked with me. And the problem was he fucked with me and didn't do it well. So I got to get him back tenfold, just like the maestro says. It's in the Bible. It's good enough for him. So I'm like, okay. So... For the next three days, this dude's cell phone is blowing up. He's putting it on vibrate. He's silencing it. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks that somehow he got a malware virus and he just is getting all these weird calls. And so then finally, after a few days on like that Friday, I (laughs) I told the other people in the office, I told the PM that uh originally got emailed that was kind of already in the mix and then unfortunately he spilled the beans but um yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where where that even generated from but it was fun and yeah if you fuck with me then i can't oh yeah i can be vengeful that was a quick that was a microwave vengeance um that was a revenge but there's been things that's that have happened in the past where i just i'm like okay I just changed my mind about how I feel about you. That's fine. But not this. This was a good thing. Podcast, the Black Irish brand, logo. I mean, I'm so thankful for everything that is generated, just even mentally. Like, it's brought out so much creativity that I didn't know I had. Like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and designing the BI logo In the dark, no lights on. I'm sketching it on a piece of paper in the kitchen. I'm like, I know what this is. I know what this is. I know what this is. I came up with the logo. I know what this is. And then, like, bam, three in the morning, putting it down and going to bed, like, pumping my fist. Like, yes. I know. I I just solved one of the riddles to this thing. And then waking up in the morning and looking at it. And it's almost like I couldn't have drawn it better if the lights were on. Like, I knew exactly what the logo was. And then it was just a matter of getting somebody to do it for me. Um... Which, turns out, I could have done it myself. But, you know, being very new to this game, I was just... I relied on anything I could, really. So, artistically, I relied on somebody else for the audio. I did some fishing. I bought the intro. Um, uh, I, you know, I bought the equipment that I felt would be the most technologically forgiving Um, I will say, if anybody's watching, I'll give you a little sneak peek into the, uh, like, I'm recording on this Dell from a long time ago. The mouse pad doesn't even work. Um, Like, I I started this thing with not a whole lot because I wasn't sure what it was going to be. And so... You know, When Mike was on board after something we had talked about years before, when I was just looking to change up life a little bit, um, it just came at a good time. And it's shown me that if you work hard and you stay relatively focused to very focused anywhere in between, you will be successful. And depending, as long as you are willing to be successful and not be in a successful category that of your choosing, which is what I found is the way that I am trying to live, um, at least moving forward, then that's good enough for me. Because, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like money. I really don't. I think it's awesome. I, I am the facilitator of fun, man. That's my thing. And money helps that. It's not required, but it helps broaden the horizons of opportunities. So, I mean, yeah, I'd love to make as much money as I can give away and just have enough to roll through this little party we call life. You know what I mean? Be good to the people around me. Be good to the people I love. Yeah. What else is there? You know? So, you know, if I have financial success, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'll always have goals. Um, be it financially, um, you know, status of where I am on a bill, on a comedy show, what comedy shows I'm at, the quality of them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have goals that I'm gonna try and reach. And if I, hey, if I reach them, then great. That means that I planned well, I knew my capabilities, and I executed. That's fantastic. I hope that ha- happens more times than not. But if I don't get what I was aiming for, but I still do well, I'm not going to discount that, as it wasn't as good as it should have been. Oh, and that, I was at it open mic on Tuesday. And uh, shout out to Maui Sugar Mill one more time. Um, Every Tuesday, Soapbox Sessions with Jerome. And Dave Carter and I, that's one of our, that's our spot. Maui Sugar Mill starts at 8 on Tuesdays. Um, Fuck, I forgot what I was saying, though. It'll come back to me. I wish I could just rewind this and listen to it. Oh, I was having a conversation there at this wonderful place, meeting somebody named Kevin, who is a writer, and he just started coming around, like, the last six months, but he's very trepidatious about going on stage when he wants to. He's more of just trying to vibe it out, which, you know, good for him. I hope he ends up doing it. I encourage him to do it. Um... I encourage everybody that wants, that's interested in stand-up, I encourage you to hit an open mic once. If nothing else, you will appreciate it more. Maybe it becomes a hobby like golf. Maybe it changes your life like it did mine. I don't know. Um, It didn't, I will specify before I get back to Kevin. Uh, Comedy didn't necessarily change my life. I realize that's been my religion my whole life. Is Laughter. So that was just kind of an epiphany I had. So when I chose to do comedy, it was just something that I literally went to shout out to Corbin Bowl, my Thursday spot, and Ryan Talmo. Like, dude, the, the nicest fucking host that I've ever met. Gives everybody a shot, even if he doesn't think they deserve it. Uh, very forgiving with keeping people around, keeping them in rooms and giving them breaks. Maybe take some time off, come back. He said some weird shit, uh, but not not getting rid of people, um, and encouraging people. So he gave me my first spot, which was on a the sidewalk. The, actually, the it's almost two years coming up now um, since my first stand-up comedy gig at an open mic. It was on the sidewalk in front of Corbin Bowl on the street with cars driving by and people walking by, and people set up on lawn chairs in the street, other comics, that is. Um, and it was something where I went out to do it, and I go, okay, if this goes how I think it's going to go, then this is something I should pursue. And if this doesn't go the way I think it will, and I, and I get left with a bad feeling, then I might need to reassess. Maybe it's just a podcast thing, because that seems to be going okay. Um, and it was like, it went pretty well. So I was like, oh, okay. And then it was like, I wasn't nervous about fumbling my material because I was brand new. And, well, that's why I thought at the time. Now I'm not worried about fumbling my material just because I'm just not. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm trying my best, you know? Um, It's all that to be said. Back to Kevin. Kevin said something to me. That I took to the stage and I think I'm going to expand on this premise or at least make it a punchline at the very least is we were talking about college football players getting paid and NIL deals and whatnot. And he was talking about, you know, all football players should be paid the same. All soccer. He was like, he broke every time he broke down his argument, it got weaker and weaker, which is fine. That's a bar conversation. That's the fun is the banter back and forth was, oh, counterpoint, 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 Um, for no good reason. But he said something that, I'll say it bothered me. Not in the sense that it upset me in any way, but it stayed with me and I couldn't shake it. So it was bothersome. Like, I was just like, okay, that's enough of that. And I was just like, no, wait, why are you still here? So I still I had to talk about it on stage. I had to get it out. It wasn't my best minute and a half, but I was like, I got to talk about the thing. Because he said the phrase, supposed to be. And it was in reference to something regarding athletes, student athletes getting paid. And so I just had, <laughs> I had quite the internal struggle with that phrase supposed to be because supposed to be is imaginary it's made up nothing is supposed to be or if it is we sure as shit don't know because everybody's trying to figure it out so why don't we back off on the supposed to be and like I said it's not like it's just something that it. it this podcast is supposed to be thought provoking with a little bit of funny and some information from time to time you know what I mean And so the thought-provoking tack hammer in my head keeps going off about supposed to be. I'm like, yeah, supposed to be. Supposed to be is basically just somebody a little older than you to a lot older than you, or just somebody you trusted at a time in your life when you were impressionable by them, told you something and you believed it. Or you came up with something on your own and decided that's what you wanted, Or needed, so that's what was quote-unquote supposed to be. Nothing's supposed to be. Nothing. We all just are. We are living, we are trying, we are planning, we are doing a lot. But we're not supposed to be anywhere at any particular time. on a grander scale. Now, on a more detailed scale, go pick up your fucking kids. And don't let them listen to this, okay? Like my sister. Yeah, I'm calling you out one last time. My beautiful, wonderful sister. She's like, yeah, listen to the podcast. Well, he's, you know, at the time he's like, he's 11, it's fine. I'm like, listen, just because when we were 11 we were listening to weird wild shit doesn't mean we should continue this process of psychopaths in our family. Let's, let's, what was the thing they kept saying? Stop the curve with the fucking pandemic. Yeah, stop the curve by making out with everybody. And then whoever's left gets to keep partying. It's fine by me. But then again, I'm just here. I just am. I just are. I just whatever. But anyway, all that to be said, this is a beautiful, wonderful thing, and I'm glad that we did it, man. I'm going to, and there's certain things I'm going to keep my commitments. Like, there's so many great things I've gotten out of this podcast. Like, I started 30 Days of Pain out of this podcast, which is in May, and I'm still going to do it. It's in a couple of weeks as of this recording, and I'm still going to do 30 Days of Pain. Because that was something that I did, and I just used this podcast as almost an excuse, but more of like a a blanket of coverage to try and lead by example for some some buddies that I know if I was in the same spot as them going like, man, I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing this. And then one of my buddies was doing it on the side. I'd be like, okay, well, if he's doing it, I can do it. And trust me, the friends that originally got motivated by this and like I got some feedback from them, most of them, were the friends that saw me at my deepest, darkest, drunkest, alcoholic fuckbag state of not giving a shit about anything in life or life and they're like, "Jesus. If this guy can do it, I definitely can do something." And that was the genesis of what I wanted. Like I I enjoy exceeding my own expectations and let me tell you that I am fully aware of what I'm capable of which was also kind of why I got away with a lot of shit at work was because if I only ever turned it on to 80% that's all anybody else ever knew and then if I was really down in the dumps one day and needed to go up to 100 and that brought me back to 80 okay now if there was a timely opportunity to where I need to hit the throttle and people are, the right people are paying attention to the project. Hey, let's go. Let's hammer this thing. You know, it's conserving energy and giving them what you're being compensated for. You know, I got no problem overcompensating in the beginning to prove that I'm who I am, who I say I'm going to be and what I can bring. But then, you know, we got to equal each other out there. So, Anyhow, with all that to be said, 30 days of pain came out of, okay, working out every day is really difficult, but when I was started to get in shape a couple of years ago, like just trying to shed off the drinking weight and, you know, try and get some form of not feeling like crap, because my body was broken all the way back, shoulders, knees, everything, and it's just like, <laughs> at a certain point, you're not helping yourself, so I was like, okay, I need to stop, I can't complain about something I'm not doing anything about, so I started exercising, and then I realized, like, hey, I can work out, exercise, I guess in the beginning, it was exercise, um, I could exercise or do, like, yoga every day for a month, and I kind of did that, so I was like, okay, So maybe I'll just do it harder. Like you got to go twice a day in May or like every day and a diet or something. So I I started out as exercising every day. And then like the last week was two a days or something. And then last time around it was, I think I was doing two a days every day. uh, But nobody else had to. It was just if anybody wanted to go next level. Um, So I don't know how I'm going to do it this year. I think I should probably come up with a plan right now. Um... I think the way that I want to do it is two a day still, with one of them either 30 minutes of cardio or yoga, and the other, um, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of weight training or resistance training, whatever the thing is. Um, Or just an hour of whatever training you want. If you want to go for a walk for an hour, you know, like that's the part that I don't want people to get stuck on. Like, I want there to be some certain rules, otherwise, people don't care. But I also want them to be able to be manipulated in a good way for each and every person's day to day so that they can not start something and fail or fail to start something. I really want people to do like, The people that I've talked to in my life that are like, hey, I did it for a week, but I felt really good. It's like, good. If that's all you got, you still got something more than you did before. That's awesome. I'm not the guy that's going to shit on you for doing it for two days and stopping. I'm glad you did it for two days. You tried. That's all I'm encouraging. And I'm an encouraging motherfucker. You come talk to me in public. Let's go. What are you trying to do? I've got ideas for your ideas. Let's do this. I'm not going to be a silent backer or anything, but man, I will give you some encouragement and send you on your way. So anybody that wants to do 30 Days of Pain, the way that I'm going to do it this year, since the weekend is kind of weird, is it's going to start on April 30th. Sorry, April 29th. I'm a liar. April 29th, which is a Saturday. And then it's going to go all the way through May 29th, which is the Monday, which is Memorial Day. Um, so, that to be said, the last day, as soon as you get your workout done in the morning, that's it. You only have a one a day. Um, and then it's party central. Eat whatever you want. Sit on the couch. Throw up. Drink. Do drugs. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Just be responsible. Um and if people are actually still following along, even though the podcast isn't on, follow me at Brendan McCorkle Comedy on Instagram. That's where everything's going to be. I'm going to shut down the Twitter because Twitter's stupid. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. And if people are into it, then I might end up doing something. Um, yeah, I might end up doing something, holding some type of event or something like that. So. Um, if you're going to do it or you are doing it, make sure to hit me up or tag me or something like that. And I'll listen, man, I got a box full, a couple boxes full of hats over here that got nothing to do with now. So I got no problem sending people some gear or, you know, throwing a little shindig at the end of it. Uh, so it'll be starting April 29th. And I'll post about it April 29th through May 29th. 30 days of pain, 30 minutes of cardio or yoga. And one hour of whatever. Play basketball. Go lift weights and get Viking, like I'm gonna try and do. Um. And if you are gonna attempt to do it, I would recommend maybe don't go so hard on that Friday, the 28th. They go hard on Thursday, the the 27th, and then recoup Friday and then get into it Saturday. Because if you start like a slug, it's gonna be tough to continue. Just giving you the heads up. Um, just a fun, weird, stupid little thing that I'm going to go off on because that's what this has been about. I wrote down, would you try to bang three goats or one gorilla? Now, I think that in a certain situation... You might be able to wrangle the goats together and get their horns to stick. So that you wouldn't have to deal with that. But I think that would be difficult. I think it would be easier to seduce a gorilla. Because you're not going to overpower a gorilla. No chance. But I think that we could tap into that primal... Everybody's nipples are sensitive. You know? I think I would seduce the gorilla. Alright, back to action. Uh, Do you think gorillas use bananas as like phallic joke things like when people like with a hot dog like oh oh like they're sucking a dick you think gorillas do that like you think their sense of humor is that involved or they're like oh, oh that guy sucks banana dick <laughs> or they see like a slutty gorillette walking by and they're like oh you know her oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> Ah, I love silly shit. And that's what I'm going to continue to do, is silly, fun things um, that promote physical, mental health, and laughter. Because, I mean, if we're all broken in a certain way, there's only one universal thing. That's an excited noise that comes out of your face with a lot of air. It's the only thing that is the same. Everywhere. Doesn't have an accent to it or nothing. That's what I'm about. Give me that for a universal language. What? You know, I'm, I'm into having fun. I'm wearing this shirt. If you can't see it, uh, it was once a white shirt. It was once a brand new white t shirt that I wore to a Guar concert. And (laughs) I was so stained in this fake blood and green cum and blue eyeball juice. And it's just, it was a, a beautifully wonderful heavy metal intergalactic show. And I decided to say, I was like, I put it outside because it was stained. Like I stained the little mattress topper thing and, there's all kinds of stuff. But it was fun. It was a great it was a part of one of the best days I've had ever. Um not because anything crazy happened. It was just I got to do a little bit of everything I wanted to. All in one day. It was I we did, I touched on well, it was called the Touch Em All podcast. That was the one that I talked about the day where I did all those things. If you want to go back and check it out. These I'm not taking any of these down. These are here forever until somebody else takes them down. Um, one day I might even go back and fix all the audio just for fun that I never got around to doing. Um, but, yeah, so I'm wearing my Guar shirt. I like to have a little bit of fun here and there. But, you know, back to the bittersweet part of this podcast is it is ending. And... Um, there's something that I learned recently that I'm or heard recently that I've chosen to kind of adopt and it's to not recycle old relationships in the same way. So it's not that you have to eliminate that piece or part of you or person or whatever. It's just don't re-engage in this under the same premise, you know? So this is the last black Irish podcast we're going to have. Um, I doubt it's the last podcast I'll ever have. I will say that I'm going to take a break for a while and I'm going to focus on the other things in life. I've got, you know, relationships across the board kind of just starting starting over or, you know, redefined or not at all, whatever. And starting a brand new, I don't know, I call it chapter three in my life. Um, and just kind of starting anew. And I think this bittersweet ending, that's where it's kind of sweet, is it's like it's kind of, it's been fun, and it's kind of probably at the right time to where if we're not going to pursue this thing in the realm of, like, this is one of our main focuses, then yeah, we should probably not stress about it. So it's a good thing. But in that sense, it's still, there's something that, you know, goes around the comedy scene a little bit. Um it's a phrase called killing your baby. It it's basically a joke that you absolutely love that nobody else likes. And it's like you gotta scrap that. You can't like just get rid of that joke. So it's called killing your baby. And this was this this is my entertainment baby. Like I plan on being in this business in a lot of different forms, I've recently decided. Um for a long time because I enjoy making people happy and it's in the word entertain, entertainment I like entertaining people I like cooking, I like hosting I like performing you know I like doing it for y'all and then if you guys are happy then I'm happy if you guys aren't happy I have a shitty day not necessarily shitty, I kind of brush it off pretty easy but I'm also just very hard on myself so you know as much as this is for me, a lot of it's not. Or a lot of it is set up in a way. I've set, I've set up my success in a way to where I can't be successful unless other people are happy. And I'm glad that I set my life up that way. Because the structure it was under where I thought I was meeting the same goal before was delusional on my part for the way that I operate. Not for everybody else. But for the way that I operate, it's just like, nah, man, Every but everybody else's way doesn't work for me. I got to do it, you know, because I'm a hustler. I can hustle the shit out of people, but I can't take advantage of people. I don't like doing that. So I've got to figure out a good way to do that. If I can hustle you by taking you on some left turns and some jokes and you don't see what's coming, then that's where I'll use it. And if I hustle by hitting three, four mics a night while I'm out, that's the kind of work hustle that I got in me. You know, when other people peter out, I show up. So I'm counting on that and I'm banking on that as part of whatever my success looks like. But I also understand full well that I need to maintain it. And I'm only going to get out of it what I put into it. Same as everything else in life. But people usually use that as a negative thing. You'll, oh, you only get out of it what you put into it. Like you're not putting enough effort. But on the other side, I'm telling you, if you put in maximum effort, you will get maximum results. I shit you not. So that's what I'm going to do. And I encourage everybody to do that with whatever they're doing. Whatever they're doing, you know, be a good partner, be a good parent, be a good worker, be a good whatever you enjoy doing, be the goddamn best at it. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing, maybe just do a discount double check on your life. That's all. I'm not saying you got to change it or ruin somebody else's, but if anything's being done at the detriment of yourself, then you're not really helping anybody else. Think globally, act locally, as they say in the Biodome documentary. (laughs) Oh, man. 45 minutes in. I think that's probably a good place to go. Well, I want to say thank you all to anybody that's come along, past, present, future. Um, This has been so much fucking fun. It really has. And I want to thank Mike. Because none of this, including me going into stand-up, would have happened without him. Because I wouldn't have done it if we didn't start this podcast. So, for that, I will be forever indebted. So, to round this thing out... Um, I want to let you guys know that I, I truly adore everybody that's tuned in and given us a, uh, a shot to to mix up their day a little bit that's all we're trying to do you know we're not magicians I'm just trying to lighten it up a little bit so uh, to give a throwback a little knowledge drop if you will um just kind of, kind of the way I've been feeling today, especially, you know. Um, just anytime you seem lost or feel lost, just look down. You're exactly where you're supposed to be, and the only thing that is going to determine the outcome of the quality of your life are your decisions from where you go. Supposed to be is not a thing. You are what you're supposed to be. So do what you want to do with it. But be nice, (laughs) goddammit! One last salute to the Lord before we leave. All right, Well, on that note, I absolutely love everybody here. Love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Um, Time travel from time to time if you want. Go back, listen to an old episode. Um, We got some gems in there, man. We got some good, funny, little, quirky shit. And, um, I'll be around. So follow me at Brendan McCorkle comedy. Um, I'll be getting a whole slew of stuff going in that direction soon, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this has been a wonderful learning experience. This has been a lot of fun to do, to produce, to create, um, to talk shit, to have guests on, um, I want to thank Stephen Timble, Dave Carter, Jeff Clark, um, all guests who have stepped in and just knocked it out of the park. (laughs) Um, Sometimes last-minute notice, but, you know, champions and true professionals in their own rights. So thank you to everybody. Um, I think that's how we're going to leave it, man. Be good to each other. I love you all. Peace.